Good morning, everyone, and welcome to Small Biz Matters, the half-hour program where you work on your business rather than in it. My name is Alexi Boyd from Boyd Office Management Services, <gasps> proud supporters of Triple H, and I'm very proud to be with you for yet another week of all things small business. Now, we've got a very long and proud tradition here on Small Biz. We've been running for a couple of years, and we are the voice of small business in this area. Plus, we like to give our listeners lots of small business owners or people who work in small business or people who are considering starting a small business. We like to give them lots of information, tips, strategies, tricks. Uh, We share information with our guests. We share information with our listeners. And we'd like you to think about a little bit of a topic which is a bit close to home today. We're going to be talking about mental health at work. It's a bit of a minefield when you are working for yourself because, well, it's different from being in a J-O-B. It really is. It's it's different from working nine to five. Well, nobody works nine to five anymore, but it is different from working for someone else because, of course, we work all hours. We work lots of different times. We work weekends. We, we take away from our family. We take away from um, our other passions because our business does become our passion. We live it. We eat it. We breathe it. It's our own small business. And, and for many, it, it is it is and it can become everything and it can become all-consuming. It can become our identity, our baby, if you will. And with its ups and downs, we often roll our own emotional and mental health into those ups and downs as well, because we see the business's success and failures as our own. It is a very difficult thing to do to disassociate yourself from your business, because for a lot of people, we are 100% our business. We represent what we do. We represent what the business does. And literally the business would not exist without us being present. Without us, there is nothing there. But what effect does all this emotionally exhausting, mentally trying, you know, situations, what what does this have when this all-consuming entity has on the mental health of of those who uh, who breathe life into it in the first place. Um, How important is your mental health as a business owner? Can you really bring the shutters down and just go, no, it's just business? And it's a question I've been asking myself over the last few days and I've drawn on the support and the, the advice of local small business owners, of course, my local colleagues, my small business colleagues as I like to talk to them, like to call them. And I've drawn on their experiences um, as long-term business owners to gain some strength and to gain some insight and, and also some tips and strategies today, which I want to share with my listeners because I think... It's something as a business community, as a an, as a, a group in our society, we don't talk about it enough because in some ways and in an old-fashioned way of thinking about it, it's seen as a failure when your business fails. It's you failing. And I think one of the main things that we want to try and get out of today is trying to distinguish a, and, and, and draw a line between what is business and what is personal, uh, which is very difficult as a small business owner, as many of you I'm sure can appreciate. So this is going to be one of those self-care shows. It's not going to be light and fluffy. You know, I don't do fluffy. I don't do airy fairy. I want people to walk away from today's show with some actual real strategies which they can implement, which are usable and which are friendly and which work for small business as opposed to the corporate world or people who are dealing with mental health issues in another space. So it's about looking after ourselves first and foremost, because it's like when you're on an aeroplane and they say, put your own oxygen mask on first before you help your child, which is a little odd. Uh, But in, in a way, we have to think of our business in the same way. You have to look after yourself first before you look after the business. Because as I mentioned before, without you, 
in a lot of cases, there is no business. So if we all fall apart and we break down, then everything else breaks down with it. Unless, of course, you've been successful enough and uh, clever enough and, and, and organised enough and efficient enough to put systems in place, which we're always harping on about on Small Biz Matters, putting systems in place to make sure that when things, when cracks do begin to appear, that there is, you know, cement and there is, there is support in place uh, to be able to stop things from falling down. So we're going to turn to small business owners who are the experts because they have been doing this and no matter what business you're in, everybody experiences mental health issues and experiences ups and downs and issues which you can't help but consume you personally even though it is only happening to the business. I put this out there into the Facebook world last night and I had some really good tips and strategies come back from some colleagues. Uh, Aruna Ellis from Pregnancy and Parenting TV. She has some great, really specific suggestions around mindfulness. Now, mindfulness is something that it's not just about finding some time to meditate. I'm going to be the first person out there to say, I, I can't, I just can't. I just can't stop this little hamster in my head going round and round and round and round and round. I don't, I really struggle with the concept of ma- meditation, but that's not mindfulness. Mindfulness is, is, uh, is, is being present, is thinking about the, uh, well, you know, I'm not an expert, but there's plenty of people are. Let's turn, let's turn to what Aruna actually said. Be mindful. You can practice this in many ways. At work, uh, make drinking water a ritual, not a habit, but a ritual. Put an alarm on every time you reach for your bottle. Consciously breathe. Make subtle body changes. Put your feet down flat on the floor. Straighten your back. Consciously roll the water into your mouth, mouth and let it go down your throat. This will work in many ways. For for starters, it'll break the pattern of stress in your body and your mind. It'll give time for the water to absorb rather than run through you. Like, okay, I'm drinking some water now. I'm doing what I have to do. But that mindful, correct posture will fill you with oxygen that you need to keep a clear head. Those of you who are listening now might be sitting at your desk trying to do some work, doing that multitasking thing, working on your business and in it at the same time. Stop and think, how are you sitting? When was the last time you actually took a really deep breath and filled your lungs with oxygen? Questionable oxygen inside your office perhaps, but when was the last time you really put your feet flat on the floor, stretched up your body, brought your spine to a full position and just took a nice deep breath? And I think Aruna's really hit it on the head there. Take some water and use the water as as a way of reconnecting with your body. Connect your mind to your body. And just for those few moments, it doesn't have to be 10 minutes. It doesn't have to be half an hour at lunchtime. But just for those few moments, feel another sensation other than the clickety-clack and the your eyes bouncing between the screens. Feel something else happen to your body other than work. And as she mentioned, if you just take, uh, maybe do that once, maybe once half an hour, I know that sounds like a little bit a lot, but it's not. You're taking a sip of water. You're taking a sip of water and you're breaking your concentration and you're just thinking about something different. Now, that doesn't mean you're multitasking. It doesn't mean that you stop what you're doing. I'm just going to quick take some water. I'm going to do what Aruna said and then I'm going to move on. No, it's taking that few seconds just to stop, be present and think about the body that you're working in because at the end of the day, it's your body that you're actually working in. It's, it is helping you work. It's not just your mind. So great tip there from Aruna from Pregnancy and Parenting TV. And Sinclair, she is the digestive detective, takes the perspective for your mind and body. 
Make sure you take a lunch break away from your desk. It's not only good for your mental health, but also excellent for digestion. Go to a green space if you can find one for at least 30 minutes. Good to take three really deep breaths before you start eating to switch your brain from flight or fight response, which most of us live in at work, to rest and digest. And I think that's awesome. I I never actually stopped. I I think I'm going to actually put my hand up and say there's about two out of the three meals each day. I eat either working or racing around after my children screaming at them to get out the door. And I don't sit and I don't prepare myself for eating. So if you just stop, clear your head, and the only way you can do that is out of this office environment. Really, is it really going to destroy your work day if you take 20 minutes and go for a walk? And when she says green space, I mean, I look around where we are here in Waitara at the Triple H building and I look around and I go, what green space? Like there is nothing. There's a couple of trees and, and that's it. Well, if that means go and sit on the patch of grass somewhere and just feel the earth under your bum, but as long as it's not inside take yourself for a walk and don't eat at your desk. And it's crazy because I do it all the time. I'm going to be the first to put my hand up there and say that I do it. But it, it really, it's a really good idea. And don't take your phone <laughs> because you're not switched off when you take your phone. Even if you say, I'm just checking Facebook and I'm just looking at SMH and I'm just, I'm just reading their news. And no, 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 that's not switching your brain off. Take a book. Uh, take a, a schlonky magazine that, that really is switching your brain off and letting it ooze out of your ears. But take something and do something that is completely disassociated with work. And that is, that is switching off. And really, it's only for half an hour each day. Uh, so a great tip there from Ange. Ursula Hogman from Legal Vision shows her true research and resourcefulness and uh, draws on Beyond Blue's support services. My top three are reflection, remembering our purpose and at least 15 minutes exercise a day, spending time with great people, sometimes business owners who get the challenges, who get, you know, challenges, other times loved ones for care and support. Think about who you want to connect with. And even if it's just a quick five minute phone call, just to connect with that person and just to say, hey, how are you going? How's your day been? What's happening with the kids? Again, something a little bit different from work. Connecting with that person, maintaining that relationship that's away from work. Again, it's that disconnect. It's that switch off one side, turn on the other, turn on your personal life for just a moment, just to give yourself, your brain, some emotional downtime. Uh, Beyond Blue has a, a special program for business owners called Business in Mind. And you can actually go to their website, which is uh, fantastic. It's got some great tips and strategies. We're going to talk about that a little bit um, later in the show. And so Ursula says, reflection and remembering our purpose. So, so when, when she says that, I'm assuming she means reflecting on what, what it is, why it is that you, you set up a business in the first place. And most of us did it because we were passionate. We wanted to spend more time with our family and we didn't want to be working nine to five. But what we found is that passion has overthrown everything else. We're spending less time with our family and we're certainly not working nine to five and we're certainly not taking those 30 minute lunch breaks. So sometimes that little bit of downtime can just be a matter of connecting uh, on an emotional level with something different 
than your business um, and just giving someone a quick call and even if it's your mum, I mean, your mum would love a call <laughs> or your dad, uh, just give them a call and just say, how's, how's your day going? What you doing? You know, what, 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 what are you up to today? And, and just that little bit of connectivity with something that isn't work, I think is, is very helpful and it helps remind you and reset why it is that you're doing this. Um, we're going to take a quick break now, listen to some community service announcements. And uh, when we come back, I'm going to share with you some more tips. And of course, checking out the Small Biz Matters event calendar for lots of great events that are coming up this week in our area. You're listening to Small Biz Matters on Triple H 100.1 FM. So um, today we're talking about mental health and the importance of maintaining your own mental health when you are a small business owner. Because of course, as I mentioned at the beginning of the show, it is uh, stressful at the best of times. And unfortunately, we wrap ourselves up in our business. It becomes a blanket that embodies us, that, that, that it, it becomes part of our person. And if whether or not you are able to distinguish between your business and your personal life, uh, it is very difficult to draw that distinction and make that distinction. And, and in fact, therefore, draw yourself away from the business. It's, it's, a, it's a skill and it's difficult to do. So I've spoken to a number of small business owners who have been running their business for a number of years to come up with some tips and strategies. Maureen Thompson uh, is, uh, is someone who agrees with the importance of, uh, of um, you know, keeping, keeping your fitness and your health going, of course, but she adds the importance of furry friends as a, as a companion as well. If you are working from home, make sure you have those gorgeous animals around you. So when things are all getting a bit crap, you can look down at those big, soft, fluffy eyes that look up at you lovingly, no matter what, no matter how bad your day is, you've got this lovely, small, furry person looking up at you going, say, I love you. Even though you're having a crappy day, I still love you. And that is something very joyous. So if you are lucky enough to be able to take your pets to work with you or you work from home, uh, take advantage of that. They are a wonderful company to have and they do provide that breaker, that circuit breaker between work and and really what's important and, and why you do this. Jennifer Taylor, of course, one of our wonderful listeners who provides us with lots of support and advice from Vividity Photography has two top tips. She says, because in a previous life, I was a yoga teacher, I'm going to second the advice about meditation and exercise and healthy eating habits. But my top tip at the moment is to allow a little time for silliness. I like to put on some 80s music. She did specify 80s music, I'd like to say, and dance around like no one is watching because they're not. I work all by myself. Uh, and the second tip is to phone a friend. Um, that could be someone in the same industry as you, someone you've known since you were four. The key thing is it's a person who makes you feel good just to be around them. And that's a really good point. You don't necessarily, when you're feeling down, need to phone someone who is uh, a mental health advocate or someone who has the strategies and, and the ability to assist anybody in a mental health uh, downer. It can just be a mate. It can just be a friend who you ring up and go, hey, how you going? Again, that circuit breaker. Remember that what you're doing is not all consuming. It is not the everything, that there are other very important elements and things in your life which uh, you can use as a circuit breaker. And even just to ask people how they're going. I like the 80s music, but I like the idea of, <laughs> I can imagine Jennifer dancing around like a lunatic uh, to her fabulous 80s music. And it's that adrenaline. It's the adrenaline. It's the endorphins. We sit down in exactly the same position, most likely with poor posture, not breathing correctly. And we wonder why everything seems a little bit claggy and slow and 
just it's like you've been sleeping because literally your body has been sleeping. So get up, walk around, even if it's just shaking out a couple of limbs, just get the blood flowing back into the places it should be flowing in, not just into your mouse hand and your left hand for typing, but everywhere else in your body as well and breathe. Tanya Teeperson, personal stylist at Mode About Style, suggests that the importance of taking breaks, being able to get away occasionally, even if it's just once in a few months, it kind of gets the juices flowing and refreshed again. Engaging in activities that you should that you actually enjoy releases feel good endorphins. Now let's not say we don't enjoy work. We do. That's why we do it. But some of us don't, but we don't enjoy the stress. So sometimes getting away for a few days, even if it's just one day, a total break from everything that is the norm and going and going for a bushwalk. I mean, where we live in Sydney and Hornsby, we have wonderful bushwalks right literally outside your door. Fire trail around your street is probably a beautiful place to walk. Or you might look at, uh, you know, if, if, if you enjoy really spending quality time with the kids, just, you know, take them to the afternoon, go to the local pool or, or just take them to a movie or take them to go shopping or, so, or give them 10 bucks each and let them run around one of the shops and buy some whatever they want. It's, it's really just about finding that short break. I know that Tanya is, is particularly saying the importance of getting away um, and we do really find that difficult every few um every few months. I mean, sometimes we can't even fathom stopping for five minutes, let alone stopping for two days. And you have to honestly take a good, long, hard look at things and say, honestly, really, is the world going to collapse if I take two days off? Um, Are my clients really going to be so non-understanding that uh, two days is is, is, is just going to you can be organized or you can just say, that's it, I'm doing it. Or guess what? Your body can say, that's it, we're doing it because you can make yourself very, very unwell as I'm sure you are all very aware. Deborah Pittam from Person-Centered Leadership draws on practical advice to help alleviate the stress around mental health. The last thing you do before you stop working or the first thing before you start is make a short to-do list and do a brain dump to get everything out of your head and free up brain space. The free brain space is for focus and for clear thinking. Once you've got that list, find the hardest thing to do on your list and get it done first thing the next day because then it's done, it's out of the way and it doesn't hang over you like a dark cloud. So sometimes strategies and organisation and what we do in terms of admin, clearing the decks is uh, it's enough of a weightlifter. It's almost like having a holiday. You know, you can see that the, the weight lift off people's shoulders when when they know they long, no longer have a debt, they make that last payment for a debt or they, or they finally realise that they're completely up to date with their books. Now, as small business owners, we are very, very good at putting pressure on ourselves and having the world's longest list of things to do. It's constant. It constantly can be added on. For every one thing you take off the list, another six things can go on. And really, it is endless. But I think what Deborah is trying to say there is really make sure you get rid of the thing you really don't want to do first. Just get rid of it. And I think she's probably talking in terms of do it even before you do the quick check of email number one, email number two, uh, blogging, uh, quick Facebook post, a quick check of everybody, what everyone's doing on Facebook. Um, I might just check Sydney Morning Herald and find out what the news is. Oh, I'll just quickly go in the bathroom and oh, I need a cup of coffee. That's it. That's 45 minutes gone. So in that 45 minute chunk, the very first thing you did, you could have got 45 minutes of that really horrible thing 
over and done with. So think about prioritising the horrible stuff first. My mother has a wonderful expression. Um, Whenever she was working so hard when I was a little girl, she would say, I'm just trying to get this done so I can spend time with you. I'm just using you as an incentive. Um, And I say that to my girls now so that they understand, I've just got to get this out of the way and then I can spend some quality time with you. Then I can give you my undivided attention because while those horrible things are floating around in your mind and occupying space, you can't have that clear thinking that Deborah talks about when, when she talks about, um, about mental health and, and, uh, and improving the mental health that you have in your business. So there's some great tips that we've had from our small business community locally. Uh, you might like to share some of your tips on the Small Biz Matters Facebook page. We're going to open up a little bit of a, a forum and people can chat with one another and give some tips and suggestions. As you can see, a lot of those suggestions are around breathing and they're around uh, finding a different space mentally and physically in which to be when you are actually taking a break. Um, another little trick I, I like to do is, is, is really... Use that do not disturb button. We all know we have it on the phone. We all know it's there. We all know where it is, but we don't use it. You could use it when you're trying to get that horrible thing that Deborah talked about out of the way. I've just got to get it done and I can't be interrupted. Otherwise, something else will take over and I'll, I'll be easily distracted to do something I'd rather do instead of actually getting this horrible task out of the way. Use that do not disturb button then. Use the do not disturb button after six. Now there's a thought. What if nobody could reach you on the mobile, on your business mobile after 6pm? The thing is when you are available to your clients 24-7 and you answer calls and you send emails really late, then you are available to your clients 24-7 and they will be trained to think that that's okay. And it's not. A lot of us, if we were in a J-O-B, would probably have a little bit more self-respect and say, hey, my boss doesn't get to ring me at 9.30 at night and lump something on my desk and say, oh, I'm just going to tell you this now because I need to get it out of my mind and into your mind um, that I need you to do this really important, stressful thing for me at nine o'clock tomorrow morning because now it's out of my mind. I don't need to think about it anymore and I know that you're thinking about it. That is neither fair nor appropriate nor good management. So why do we do that to ourselves? Why do we continue to check business emails after nine? p.m. or or even after 6 p.m. Why do we continue to allow clients to call us and we respond at all hours? I don't think any client out there who's kind and is a small business owner themselves literally asks you a question at nine o'clock at night and expects a response. I think they're perfectly happy for you to respond at 9 a.m. the next morning. But if you continue to respond when they ask the question immediately, then they will expect that from you because that's what they've come to expect. And that's not good customer service. That is slavery. (laughs) Really, you have to take a look at your business and go, who am I working for exactly? Am I working for my clients? Am I working for myself? Am I working for my family? The mental health in your business is so, so, so important. So there's a couple of other really, really great resources that I've stumbled on and people have drawn my attention to that I'd like to let you know about um, for my listeners. Uh, There is, of course, the headsup.org.au. They've got a link on their page called Creating a Mentally Healthy Workplace for Small Business. In fact, if you Google Australian websites, and I do encourage people to go to Australian websites because they often have the links and the further support that you need here in Australia should you need that. Uh, there's some, some great tips there with the, um, the heads up Creating a Mentally Healthy 
workplace. Very important. And don't forget, everyone, if you're thinking about having small business colleagues around you, if you're thinking about sharing your office space with someone, it might be a different business altogether, or you might be thinking about actually hiring someone, you cannot be in that constant state of fight or flight, which is what one of our our business owners drew our attention to. That fight or flight response, which you have as a business owner, because you are all consumed, you wouldn't do that in a job environment you wouldn't push that onto your colleagues so don't do it as a small business owner and push it onto those people around you regardless of who they are you wouldn't do it to clients you really wouldn't do it to suppliers so why is it that we do it to ourselves and those people in the immediate vicinity there's a lot of challenges when it comes to running a business there's workload there's long hours you know there's taking work home with you there's not taking breaks there's all the demands of all the red tape and the administration and government regulations and they can become all-consuming. But a really big problem, apart from that that weight, is, is the lack of self-care, is the fact that we don't often stop and think and remember that we as a human being are exactly that. We're human. Our bodies are not machines. They are an organism that needs to be nurtured and fed properly and receive a decent amount of oxygen and exercise and blood pumping to all of it. There's, of course, the health risks that are associated. And um, if you pop into that uh, headsup.org.au website, there's some actually really great tips on, um, on mentally healthy small businesses. And don't forget about your legal rights and responsibilities to those around you. Plus, you can find out more. Now, if anything I've spoken about in today's program has raised some issues for you, as you all know, there's lots of places that you can go to seeking help. It can be completely anonymous. It can be experts. Um, there's the, of course, life. Lifeline 13 11 14 and the uh, kids helpline if you think there's someone around you that needs support in that way is 1800 55 1800 and the men's line Australia is 1300 789978 so um, I just want to draw your attention to those couple of websites headsup.org.au plus the ato.gov.au so I, I don't mean to laugh when I see that the ATO has got uh, a, a, a site specifically around small business owners experiencing mental health issues but one of the reasons why I wanted to speak today about mental health was because of that uh, bookkeepers conference I went to last week it wasn't an issue that was raised bookkeepers are Um, often working from home, we're often working in isolation, we're often working for ourselves and it again becomes all consuming. Um, And the ATO was speaking to us as a channel by which they can talk to clients and they're becoming more and more conscious that small businesses are under a lot of pressure from a variety of factors and they are factoring that into their policies and procedures. Literally, it is being written into policies and procedures and training for their staff. So even the ATO are across this and they are um, aware that there are small business owners who are experiencing mental health issues and you wouldn't necessarily go to them for support, but if you need to discuss a certain taxation ATO issue with them, they are more open to that than they were, say, two or three years ago. So the the support services are out there. Don't sit in isolation with these issues like we do with so many things we do as small businesses. Don't sit in isolation. Pick up the phone. Speak to someone you love. Speak to someone that might might be a mentor for five minutes or has been in a similar position because there's lots of people who have. 
Thank you so much for listening today on Triple H 100.1 FM. You have been listening to Small Biz Matters and uh, do seek help if you need it. We look forward to bringing you lots of interesting and fascinating and great tips and strategies for small business owners.